And I want to thank everyone for tuning in today to the EMV Business and Leisure Podcast. And I appreciate you listening today. We have a great, awesome guest and Sasha. I'm Lisa, a digital marketing technology leader. And as always here on the local DMV Business and Leisure Podcast, today I highlight local businesses, musicians, business leaders, creators, and other awesome individuals and events that are happening in the DMV area. So we're really excited, particularly to have Sasha here today who really is, you know, the embodiment of what excites me about the work that I do in the health and wellness. And so let me give you just a snap out of the bit of the awesomeness of who Sasha is. Sasha Dixon, founder and CEO of Mama of Many, is a prolific educator, medical assistant, phlebotomist, public speaker, and certified life coach who helps people around the world attain true happiness and more success amid great challenges. Her career, in her career, she has worked for 20 years in the field of medical assisting and phlebotomy in various private practice laboratories and independently. She is a founder and principal of Mommy of Many LLC. She has over 30 years of extensive experience working with children and families, a babysitter and nanny. Her enthusiasm for giving children the right care and upbringing has been a lifelong commitment. From her educational background, she holds an associate of applied science and medical assistant studies from ETI Technical College, now Ohio. As someone who likes to widen her rights to learn. She obtained various certifications in her areas of interest, including National Registered Certified Robotomist Technician, Registered Medical Assistant, Certified Life Coach, Kappa Certified New Parent Educator, Kappa Trained Postpartum Doula, Kappa Trained Lactation Educator, and Baby Wearing Consultant, Specialized in Pregnancy, Infant Loss, as well as in Multiples. She's just an all-around awesome lady. Thank you so much for coming in today, Sasha. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. It's an honor. Yes, it's, it's always awesome to highlight local uh, wellness leaders such as yourself. So my question to you, you know, because it's always been a critical one, especially the DMV, what brought you here to the DMV area? When me and my husband moved here, it was more about getting out of the economy. So it was more about jobs. It was a time where, you know, the recession had just started. It wasn't officially but we had saw um, what was going on where we lived and jobs pretty much brought us here. That's great. And so I, I believe we talked to you originally from Youngstown, Ohio, but I wanted to also hear a little bit about your experience in Youngstown, Ohio. And I think you have there's a nickname for it and you have some interesting sports affiliation as a result of your location. Yes, <laughs> I am originally from Youngstown, Ohio, and we call it the Yo. I have been born and I was born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio. I am not a Browns fan. I'm actually a Steelers fan. A lot of people in Ohio are not Browns fans, but we end up being Steelers fans. So that is my sports analogies there. However, I am an Ohio State fan, definitely a big Ohio State fan. And just a correction, because there is a little confusion for non-Ohioans. There's the Ohio State, and then there's that other team. Uh, could you clarify, because they, they were also refer to themselves as the, or the Ohio State refers to them as the other team. Could you just a little clarification on that? Because we don't want people mixing up the two. That's important. <laughs> the other team, meaning Michigan? <laughs> no, no, no. I thought there was the Ohio State, and then there's University of Ohio. Is that correct? Or maybe I have it wrong. Because the no, Ohio no, no. State is... Okay. It's Ohio Ohio. State and then there's Youngstown State University, but people don't usually get those two mixed up. Okay, because I I thought there was a difference because I thought there was University of Ohio and then Ohio State. So I'm wrong with that in terms of football. I haven't heard of, I have not heard of the University of Ohio. There was someone, okay, well, well, 
Once again, Lisa's I, wrong. <laughs> I, no, I haven't heard of it. I could be wrong. <laughs> I haven't heard of it, though. So also, it's, you, in terms of being a sports fan, do you have particular players? How early uh, did that fandom start for you? I have been a football fan since I was younger. Uh, my brother and my mother were football fans, not the same teams. My mother was a Steelers fan. And my brother was a 49ers fan. So, of course, I gravitated more towards my brother because we hung out the most. And so I was a 49ers fan up until I got married. And then when I had met my husband, he was a Steelers fan. And I'm like, well, I don't want division in the house where the sports teams are concerned. So I went on ahead and converted over (laughs) to a Steelers fan. And so I have been ever since. I still love 49ers secondarily. So it sounds like the key to a happy marriage is to agree to support the same sports team. And Sasha said first. Is that correct, Sasha? Well, you know, it, it could go either way. It could be very fun to kind of oppose each other, but it can be very nice to just have matching Steelers tire when the games come. I'm not at the game going boo or whatever. So it just helps in that regard. <laughs> but either way is fun. Well, some people in general may resonate with the fashion aspect of it. So I, I think that sounds reasonable. And also, <laughs> you said and once you arrived in D.C., you were given some insight about how others outside of the Ohio viewed Youngstown, Ohio. And you said there was a little bit of a funny story associated with that. Could you share that with us if you're comfortable? Sure. I am comfortable. It was interesting when I first, first moved here in my job that I do, I work with people and people would always ask for some reason, are you originally from here? And I would tell them no. And they would say, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, Ohio. And they're like, oh, what part? And then I would say Youngstown and they'd go, ooh, And I was like, what? You know, I'm like, they're like, yeah, but it's just so rough. You know, I've never heard any good things about it. I'm like, listen, I've never been shot. I've never been robbed. I made it out. I'm intelligent. And so we would just kind of chuckle and laugh. And I would just always make kind of a fun part of it instead of getting offended behind it. I mean, because, you know, it was rough and it was known back in the 90s for sure for being a very, very rough area. And Mm -hmm. so that is... It was interesting to see that a lot of people had the same reaction of that. Ooh, you know, like, oh, man, wow. I've, I've never heard about that. So that was informative to, for me as well. But it's also, we'll make sure we'll set the record straight. It is official. We're putting press release. Sasha has not been shot. And that's official <laughs> press release. She has not been shot. No, no, no shooting of that sort. That's funny that you would have to say that. It's also funny you would mention that. I've not been shot. So that's interesting <laughs> of itself. And then how did you meet your awesome husband? Me and my husband met on a blind date. We were actually linked up by family members. My god sister married his stepbrother, but they don't they don't put in the step. So I grew up knowing who his stepbrother was. Hung out at his house all the time, but as I grew older, they began to hang out more together as brothers. They just thought it would be a good idea. They thought we would be perfect for each other. And so they talked to each one of us separately and we both had agreed to, we weren't dating anyone at the time. And so we agreed to link numbers, uh, exchange numbers. And he called me and we met for breakfast at Perkins in Niles, Ohio. And so, I mean, not Niles, in Liberty. Been history ever since. We were friends for two years, just strictly friends hanging out every now and again, probably like once a quarter. Eventually it it switched and it switched quickly. So that's how we met on a blind date for breakfast. (laughs) I'll never forget it. I enjoy breakfast. So that's inspiring to me. You can get breakfast and a relationship. That's a win. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Because Alma, what about you? For me, pancakes are critical for a good breakfast. What about you? That's my husband. I am not a pancake girl. I am a French toast. And that is one of the things we always laughed at and we always remember is he ordered pancakes. I ordered French toast. And it's the same every time we go out and have breakfast. It, it has not deviated much at all. Oh, your consistency. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so similarly, since you've transitioned from Youngstown, Ohio to the DMV, what are your three favorite spots right now? Or, you know, in general during COVID, have you been to some places? So we'd like to, you know, shout them out. Yeah, I enjoy two vegan restaurants in the area. I really enjoy the Sunflower. It's in Vienna, Virginia. And I enjoy Land of Kush in Baltimore, Maryland. I also enjoy going to aquariums, no matter where they are in the DMV area. I just enjoy aquariums. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any fish in your home? I don't have any fish in my home. (laughs) It's very interesting that I don't, but I, I don't think I can really take care of them very well in my home. I grew up with a lot of fish. My mom loved fish when I was growing up, but I have not owned my own fish. I like to touch animals, actually. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you can't be, it, touching fish is not really realistic. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> and how early did you know you wanted to be in medicine or a medicine related field? I knew from the age of eight years old, I wanted to be an OBGYN at eight years old. I knew that as young as eight. Was there something in particular, a show or a book or tele, you know, something you went to see with your mom or dad that inspired this interest? No, I don't know really where it came. Well, I do know where it came from. I was always intrigued by the woman's body. It just kind of came naturally for me. I just enjoyed reading about the woman's body and I would get books on it. I just was curious. And my mom at first had a problem with it because I was so young. Then she got an understanding once I told her, no, 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 I I really enjoy this. I want to deliver babies. I didn't use the term OBGYN. I'm like, I want to deliver babies. And so she would allow me to get books to learn more at the li- from the local library on the woman's body and birthing and having babies. And of course, it was more animated, you know, things that I would check out. And so that's where it was born from. It was just kind of natural. It wasn't anything that I saw. My mother was a beautician growing up and my, my dad worked in factories. Oh, that's interesting. And then it's also awesome that your mom inspired that and with the library card and access to materials just really fueled your curiosity. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, this is an important question because I think it's something as a result of being in this space, I've tried to do more research on and understanding what is a doula versus a midwife versus a registered, you know, registered nurse in terms of health care. So if you're a woman who's pregnant, how do they delineate and what they can provide and support you in? Sure. Absolutely. That is a wonderful question. And we actually have to clarify as doulas, we have to clarify this quite often. We are not clinicians. Even if we have a medical background, when we work under the umbrella or the name of doula, we don't cross into the medical areas. Midwives and nurses, depending upon what type of nurse, they can do injections. And, you know, of course, midwives, they they deliver or help you in your birthing process. They catch babies and they can do all these medical things. But as doulas, we are support people. We are not clinicians. We don't do any medical anything we educate and we support in a nutshell educate and support and that's so needed 
And I guess here's the interesting question. I, you know, having worked in male-dominated fields, I would assume, and naturally a, a doula might be a woman, but a provocative question, can a doula be a man? And do you have any tips for a man who wants to be a good doula? Absolutely. Men can be doulas. The original, the original definition is a woman that is without obstetric training, who can provide guidance and support to pregnant women. But now, because, you know, we've evolved so much, there are men doulas out there and it's growing by leaps and bounds, whether they're postpartum doulas. I don't know of any in the DMV. I do know of, I've heard of one, I don't know his name in the DMV that is a postpartum doula, but absolutely men can be doulas. And so really we're, we're just support people. We have the knowledge, we have information. Why wouldn't a man be able to do it. We have male obstetricians. We have men OBGYN. Yeah, I would encourage any male to go ahead. And if you have that interest, you're a nurturer and you would like to provide support to birthing persons, absolutely become a doula. Thank you so much. I guess also one of the things that's followed up for me, and I don't know if you could speak to this, is that doulas really have a tremendous positive impact. There's been articles or two about health disparities and, and things of that nature. Could you speak to that a little bit? Because that's the main reason I was excited to have you on here. That they, you provide invaluable services and can help moms, doulas in general. I think your focus is on the postpartum part in general. Could you speak to that a little bit? I think it would be helpful for moms to know the sure. impact you have. Sure. I don't have the exact stats, but it is proven and it is researched that those who are birthing have a healthier or a better outcome than those who do not have a labor doula or a birth doula alongside them. Just having that support, that person that can encourage you, that understands what your body is doing, and they can help you along in those moments to breathe differently. Change positions if if you can in that moment, in that birthing situation. They can help the outcomes even for the African-American community they can be an advocate. They speak for you. They don't They don't speak up for you in something that you don't want, but they make sure that they work together with your birthing teams. They may encourage or remind the physician of what your plan is. Oh, she doesn't want or they do not want the epidural or they're, they're a little bit of a voice for you in those moments when you can't speak for yourself. And so they're very supportive. They work alongside your birthing team. We don't we don't fight. We don't are not there to be divided. We're there to support and to be a part of your team. Thank you so much for speaking to that. I may put a link in the show notes, or if you have a link you would like to share, Foster, about um, increase or improve birth outcomes related to doula services, particularly your specialization, be a postpartum. If you want to speak to even. I'm being able to tackle postpartum depression as a result of having the services and support of the doula. So having a postpartum doula really decreases that postpartum depression. I'm not saying that it 100% takes it away, but it really can decrease it because when you come home, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of adjusting. You have this baby or these babies and you're adjusting, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it can, especially when it's your first and it can be a lot of adjusting going on. There's sleep deprivation. There's if you're planning to breastfeed or chest feed, that in itself is an adjusting period. You have, you know, this little person or people 
being demanding and you don't know what they want. And so having a postpartum doula can help you to understand hunger cues, can help you to understand maybe some of the body language because babies are always speaking to us, but we have to get that knowledge of what they're saying. What are they communicating? And so postpartum doulas can help you with that, but we also can take the baby for you so that you may be able to get your own self-care and get the rest that you need for your physical healing. All of this helps your mentality. All of this helps you to develop good relationships with your babies or baby. It's just all the way around good and positive versus doing it alone or or trying to search through a book or Dr. Google, <laughs> like I like to say looking it up quickly in Dr. Google and you have all these opinions of people and all these things can be overwhelming. So it really can decrease that that postpartum depression, having a postpartum doula. Thank you for sharing this. I think that's so important. So that goes kind of into my next question. Of course, uh, the research types of doulas, I had, I think, four or five. You said there were a lot, I guess. But if you could maybe the top five types of doulas, if that's possible, I'm sure so many, but just so we can, as an audience, get our head around what's out there for us. Could you, that's helpful as a framework. I just want to give people some more knowledge. And if you think there's five or, you know, the top five, could you help with that, please? Yeah, sure. There's lots of doulas. The most popular that people hear about are your birth doulas. They are the ones that will accompany you in your midwifery office or in, or center, I should say or at the hospital prior to COVID, but we're, they're coming back around. They're allowing birth doulas back in. So those are usually, that that top one is usually the one everyone thinks of when you say the word doula across the board. But there's also your postpartum doulas. And those are the ones that come in after you have birthed. And we help in that regard. I am a postpartum doula. And then you have also fertility doulas that will help you to prepare your body for birthing, for getting pregnant, different circumstances. And then you also have antepartum doulas. And that is your antepartum doulas are those who will assist you when you know that there are complications or there's going to be more of a, a stress or a strain on the body. Those are maybe like multiple carrying multiples or different things like that. Anything that you know has is going to bring complications on the front end. And you know that antepartum doulas can assist you there. There are also, and this may seem funny to some people, but there are also sex doulas out there that will help you to increase your sexual life. And they come alongside you in that regard as well. And so those would be the five that I would say, but there are different types of doulas. There are full spectrum doulas as well. There's so many. I can I can go on probably for another three or four names of, of doulas. No, that was very helpful. And just the last one, the full spectrum one, could you speak to that? I guess that's, it, do they help you get pregnant and postpartum? They do the full process from fertility through uh, postpartum delivery of the baby? Is that, yeah. is that the full spectrum? The full spectrum doulas, they are definitely well-rounded. Definitely, they can help from beginning to end. They can do all types of jobs. I don't know if they can do, because I'm not a full spectrum doula, I don't know if they can do everything that I've listed, like the fertility side and the sex side, but I know that they can help with birth. 
postpartum, I do believe they do help with the antepartum side as well. Oh, thank you. And I think that's very helpful. I think we're still figuring this out. I'm still figuring out just some research and our discussion has helped clarify that. I'll say this too. Sorry, excuse me. I'll say this too. Full spectrum doulas, they also help from birth. They can help from birth. They help with those who have gotten abortions, miscarriage, adoption. They help in all of those regards. I forgot to mention that part, but I think it's very important to mention that about the full spectrum doulas. Excuse me for interrupting you, but I definitely thought it might be helpful for someone listening to hear part of the full spectrum doula. Well, thank you. Particularly the adoption one jumped out of me. Nobody talks about that. You go get a baby and no one tells you like, okay, this is what you need to do. So that's great. Uh, yeah. And would you also postpartum doula, do you also help with those who are adopting as well? As a postpartum doula? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I actually have someone that is booking me now to help with, to help them along with their adoption. And so, yes. So once the baby is born, I will help them to be educated through that process. This one is going to be virtually because they're they're going out of state to get the child. But absolutely, we help with adoption. We help with uh, surrogacy. Any any types, you know, same gender. I mean, it's it's no holds bar. Like we're there. We are support people for whoever. That's great. No, it's good to hear because I, I think you also mentioned transgender because birth happens. There's various approaches to it inclusive of that do you find that also that birth happens in in different types of ways and methods and approaches absolutely and i've assisted i've assisted a few different same gender couples and it's it's the same it's some things that are different but when you have love in your heart for your baby all you want to do is care for them and that is my job that's why i choose to be inclusive as a postpartum doula, lactation educator, and all the things that I am in the birth world, because no matter how your family structure looks, you still need the education. You still need to know how to feed that baby. You still need to know hunger cues and how to read what the baby is saying with their body language. You know, you need to know how to change diapers and how to maintain your relationship with your partner. And so there's so much that we can still teach and help them with no matter who their partner is. Well, thank you for that. And, and I, I thought that was important because sometimes we don't always think that, you know, we have a, a fixed view of what I did. So we want to be inclusive. And also Absolutely. one of the things that has come up is the training part. It seems to be still evolving. Some of the organizations that have bubbled up preliminary research in our preparation was as a consumer, if you're looking to reach out to individuals that have maybe gone through birth work, or the National Black Doula Association or Childbirth and Postpartum Professional Association, CAPA. And, and that's also, Flash has gone through that program. Adona International, the International Childbirth Education Association, and Hypnobirthing are some of the places that one can pursue training to help you, as a consumer, understand what training and I guess potentially certification one would gain so the professional, you can understand the background of professionals providing the services. Could you speak to that a little bit? You know, I listed some places, but we're just trying to give people some concrete things as much as we can. We do know it's evolving. Absolutely. Yes, those are definitely credible associations for training. I, myself, as you heard the bio that I went through Kappa, I'm also associated with National Black Doulas Association. I'm very familiar with DONA. There's so many choices out there. You don't have to go with just one. You can do your research. That's what I did 
when I was becoming postpartum doula and everything I am in the birth world or the as a birth worker, I did my research first. And I would encourage you all to do your research because there may be one institution or one school, if you want to call it a school, that will train you according to some of the things that you believe in. And another one may be a little bit more in depth or goes by what it is that you're looking for. That's what I tell people when they ask me, what is it that you want? You know, do your research, compare different schools and associations with what lines up with what you're looking for and then make your decision based on that. Yes, those are all credible places where you can definitely get certified or trained and you can even train with one and certify with another, or you can train with two different ones and certify. Like it, it, there's no wrong or right way to do it. It's just your way and what you decide. That's great. Also, we see that you do have some medical training. Should we look for someone who has a little bit of both, maybe medical assisting, nursing, and this? Do you want to? Do you advise to look for that? I don't know what your thoughts are with that. I just because I like that about your background. Because, you know, birth is a medical process. I don't know what your thoughts are related to that. Yes, some people do. I find that I get booked sometimes for that reason specifically. Parents sometimes feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that you have some medical background. And I have over 20 years in the medical field and only over 30 years working with infants and up. Sometimes, yes, parents will choose me for that reason. I wouldn't say necessarily that you should look specifically for that because you may not find that in everyone. However, we do exist. We do exist. There are some nurses still may work in a hospital or have worked in hospitals and many years and then they go to birth work as well or they do both. And I would say it's all about whatever you need. Again, like I just said about the the schooling or the trainings, it is what you desire as an individual, what you desire as a family. There are definitely benefits to it. However, like I said earlier, we don't cross over. So if I'm working as a postpartum doula, I'm not giving medical, you know, medical advice. I give evidence-based information, but I, I can't cross into medical, the medical field because that's being out of my scope of practice. However, I could recognize certain things, give some evidence on something or encourage them to call a physician or something like that. But I don't cross over. And I appreciate that. And I think that's what connected for me. One, your passion. Two, you're highly educated and trained. And three, you have a great deal of experience in the medical space. So that made you, in my mind, a great person to have on the show to share this. And how is it being a husband and wife team doing this business thing? Fine. My husband is totally not in the birth space or the medical field at all. My husband is more of an intellectual person, so he has his his way of doing work, but and he's not into business owning either, but it's fine for me because he just pushes me forward. He encourages me. He enjoys listening, you know, to the new discoveries and even when I was getting my trainings and different things, he's like my first he's like my first student in everything and practice with him and I tell him different things and it's really great. I mean, he's learned a lot, and but he's also watched me evolve. And for him, that is really encouraging. And you know how men are, you know, they get, you know, they get their chest stuck out. They have a great thing going on, you know. And so um, my husband, he's he's very proud of me for being a business owner and for all the work that I do 
and how I help the family. So that's how it goes for us. I mean, he just pushes me forward. He just encourages me and I push him forward in everything that he's doing. He'll be graduating with his master's in December and I just push him forward. It works for us. Absolutely, it works for us. Well, that's great. And I wanted to discuss a little bit briefly. You do offer, which is becoming quite common, some virtual services, Google services. And also for those who are local to the DMV, you do have some in-person services that you offer. Could you speak a little bit to both of them, please? Absolutely. Yes. So I offer prior to COVID-19, I've always offered for the past three years virtual services. Pretty much anything that I offer, you can get virtually. Lactation education, if you're you know, breastfeeding or chest feeding, we can do that virtually. Postpartum services don't have to be in your home. Some people don't want me to come in and necessarily they don't need the part of cleaning or helping to organize. They just need that emotional support. They need the education. So postpartum services, absolutely virtually or in-home. Lactation can be in the home as well. Newborn care classes, lactation classes. I can offer it virtually or in the home. Baby wearing services for sure. If you learn better in person, I want you to be assured that I still, even in COVID-19, I still come into the homes because of my medical training. I am very comfortable wearing, you know, my protective gear and, you know, bringing everything that I have washed and wiped down sanitized and still bringing it into your home because everyone does not learn great virtually. And I totally understand that. So I still offer those in-home services and you can get my services virtually. That's great to hear. And a quick question, was there prep women need to do for postpartum? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm so glad you asked that question because so often postpartum, the postpartum side of the family is overlooked. We prepare for pregnancies. We have plenty of books on how to eat properly in the phases and stages of your pregnancy. We also have a lot about the birthing, a lot of classes on birthing, but a lot of people forget to prepare for the postpartum parts of it. So taking your classes such as newborn care classes, even I hold classes on what do you really need Because there's so many products out there. What do you really need in order to be successful in the first, uh, in that fourth trimester, which is your postpartum period? There's a lot of things out there, but are they safe? So I have classes to teach you. Are these items safe? No, these are not. And you can ask me those questions. And those are ways to prepare. You can also prepare your space. Like let's say you're, if you're pumping or breastfeeding or chest feeding, setting up different stations throughout your house where you'll be sitting so you're not running up and down the stairs, setting up different changing stations. All of these things are prep, the postpartum period, knowing who your support people are going to be. One thing we say is with Mama of Many, we don't do visitors, we do helpers. That is a fact. Visitors just come and they want to visit and just sit and chit chat and hold the baby and hang out. But Helpers are those who will come in and roll up their sleeves and get to work for whatever it is you need, whether that be dinner, breakfast, snack, a shower, you know, emergency situations in the case of, you know, a lot of times people don't talk about it, but babies go through fussy phases around that two month mark. You you can pre-plan during the postpartum period to call somebody, have someone on speed dial for those moments when the child is crying two and three hours a day or even more for some children. 
for some babies. That's what I can speak to. And there's way more that I could say, but those things people can prepare for, for postpartum while they are pregnant or expecting. Oh, thank you. That was just so many nuggets in there. In particular, we don't do visitors, we do helpers. I like that because, you know, I'm thinking you do want to go hang out with the baby, but if you could spend 30 minutes chopping up some things for snacks, doing some dishes, taking out the trash. Absolutely. is invaluable 45 minutes that a mom's not going to get back. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, it's not a full meal. You just make snacks for the next two days. That just takes things off our, our plate. So yes. I love that. So I'm going I'm to I'm I'm remember that. Like, I'm coming to do some work. Yes. I'm a helper, not <laughs> um, a visitor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or just allow her. I, you gave a great story when we spoke about just, you know, allowing the mom to go shower and get cleaned up and put clean clothes on. Absolutely. That, that, that 30 minutes can be a game changer for the baby, for mom, for everybody. Absolutely. I actually offer service of a specific service during the daytime for parents. And and I call it my midday refresher. And it's so that parents can go ahead, get their shower. They can fix their lunch because some people are very particular. They don't want me to fix their lunch, but they just want me to hold the baby. You know, their arms are tired. They just want a break. They love the baby or babies. They just need a break. So I call it a midday refresher where they can get their shower and they can take their time. They don't have to do a really fast wash over because baby might start crying, but they can take their time. They can wash their hair. They can listen to their music. They can go and exercise for an hour. And it's a four hour midday refresher that I'm in the house to give them. However, they have those moments to themselves to feel like not just mom, but to feel like whoever their name is, you know, whatever their name is, they can feel like themselves again. It's very important, very important. A lot of times they don't realize when they have their first babies, what a privilege it is to be able to just get up at any time and shower when you want to, or listen to your music and just kind of dance and different things. But this is, this is something that we do as postpartum doulas. And so it's very important for that self-care. This is the website. I love the merchandise and I've heard there's some stories. There was two particular pieces of merchandise because you have some great phrases you put on the t-shirts, which were great. So one was, it's spoiled, but not my children. And I love it. So could you tell us a little bit about that? And then I have, there was a one on the onesies that says, where did I get my calling license? Yes. So if you could talk about milk is spoiled, but not my children. I loved it. And then where do I get my a crawling license. So if you could talk about those two phrases and where the backstory came. That'd be yeah, awesome. sure. The backstory for milk gets spoiled and not my children, or I have the same one that's for the adults, but then I have one for the babies as well, or the young ones that says milk gets spoiled, not me. And where that comes from, that is original from me is because you can't spoil babies in that first trimester. And really, I don't believe in spoiling children period. I don't, because if you think about milk, you think about anything in your refrigerator that gets spoiled, it's not being used because anything being used, it usually does not spoil, but milk spoils because it's sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And you think about the concept of spoiling children, you can't spoil them unless they're just sitting off to themselves. Then it becomes like spoiled to me in my mind. And so holding them, loving them, caressing them skin to skin and baby wearing them. These are all bonding ways to bond. Can't spoil them that way. And so often we hear that 
put them down because they're going to get spoiled. Put them down. They're going to get spoiled. They're just spoiled. And, and that's why they're acting that way. No, they're attached. They love me. We love each other. We're a unit. And so that's where that comes from because milk spoils, not children. The one about the crawling license, it says, I just got my crawling license and it's on their back. It's printed on their back. That came from some years ago, a friend of mine who I helped out in the postpartum spectrum as well. One of the babies started crawling and I'm like, oh, we were just texting back and forth. We both had agreed. Oh, he has his crawling license now. You know, It just kind of stuck with me. And I think it's super cute because parents are generally really excited about those milestones. And I said, well, why not make a t-shirt and put it on the back so when they're crawling, just read it on their backs. And that's my backstory for both of those. And I just totally love the creativity that I have as a person that may sound vain. Certain things just stick out to me. Thought about putting it, you know, on my merchandise. Well, thank you. That's very cute. Please visit that the, the merchandise and buy it. It's so cute. Here's some other fun questions. Are you tea, coffee, or water? <laughs> I am water. Uh, the reason why is because I don't care for hot drinks at all. And I know it may sound weird, but I don't like hot drinks unless I'm ill. I will drink a hot drink. So, and not even cold coffee. Coffee actually puts me to sleep. It does the reverse effect for me. Just, I don't drink coffee or teas unless I'm ill. And then why, uh, I gave you the why. Wanted to know. Do you like, do you like anything in your water? Does mommy of many have any water they endorse? I, I think we mentioned possibly yes, endorsements. <laughs> Well, I mean, not really. So no, I don't do the whole infusing or anything. I just drink bottled water, just making sure that it's filtered in some kind of way. Costco water, that's it. <laughs> we just buy it by the slate. You heard it here. <laughs> Costco water or sometimes I do like Fiji. Sometimes I do like Fiji water, but most of the time, just Costco water. Keep it simple. No infusions for me. Okay. I saw on your Instagram, you're doing some self-care, which is so needed because you care for so many and a lot like a mini mom. That's all you're doing. Great manis and pennies and just being happy. Do you have one or two self-care tips? I do. Self-care is very important. And, and I've been at this for over 30 years and I'm just now getting the concept of making sure I take care of me. I'm such a nurturer. I have taken care of so many people through the years, even from a very, very young age little being a little child found that I had lost the art of taking care of me recently I just make sure that I put me on the calendar and so that's a tip for anyone that's listening especially if you're a healthcare worker a lot of times we're so focused on others that we forget about ourselves I purposely started putting myself on my calendar because I live by my calendar my electronic calendars I put me every Tuesday on my calendar for self-care I don't do any business phone calls, anything business, and I just focus on nourishing me. I do things that I love. I take myself out to eat. Now I'm not sitting down at the restaurant. I just go pick it up because of COVID. I pick it up and I just sit in my home and I enjoy it. Or sometimes I sit outside in the car. So manicures, pedicures, I got a facial last week. You know, just pouring back into myself, making myself feel just as important as others. And those are some tips. You can take the little tips of what I've done. Even if it's financial hardship right now, going for a walk, going to sit at the park, sitting on the swing and just taking in the breeze is still self-care and it costs you no money. 
I like that. And then also, I come up with a new term. We have binge watching, but then I call drift watching, <laughs> which is what I do. Episode here, episode uh-huh. there. Are you binge or drift watching or reading anything you like to share with the audience? Well, I definitely don't binge watch because my time. But I love Ninety Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. Those are definitely my jams. I love watching those, me and my husband. And so that's what I, I guess you could say I drip watch those shows and get caught up sometimes. And 90 Day Fiance and 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way are my faves. First and foremost, I want to thank you for just coming on to the show today and sharing a lot of knowledge and inspiration and ways for us to do self-care. Is there anything we should you know, where, where are you? Where can we find you? And do you have anything special coming up that we should be aware of? Sure. So um, I am local in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And so you can find me here, you know, if you need in-home services. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Official Mama of Many, at Official Mama of Many. You can find me on my website, mamaofmany1.com. And that's M-A-M-A for the mama. I know there's many ways to spell it, but it's M-A-M-A for um, mama of many. And then, yes, I do have a special offer that I would like to give. If you would like to have any one of my services, virtual or in person, you can get $10 off by using the code LOCALDMV. LOCALDMV, no spaces. It doesn't matter if it's caps or not. Yeah, so that's my offer right now but definitely social media is a good way to find me because i do go live i do some educating there i take questions and answers you can also email me if you have a personal question or you need some assistance you need some understanding about your child or your twins or triplets you can email me admin at mama of many the number one dot com and, and thank you for your willingness to share that discount and your personal email address. A lot of times a new mom or being pregnant can be challenging, especially during the current mm-hmm. time. So being able to ask a quick question uh, is great. So thank you so much. So once again, I want to thank Sasha, who's awesome and just full of knowledge and love. I mean, if you, you need to go to her Instagram, if nothing else. It's loving. It's inspiring. And she's, she is, you know, different. Uh, she shares her life with you on there. So definitely you want to check her out. Again, thank you again, Sasha. Thank you for spending your time here with us. Once again, if you want to follow us, please do on Instagram. And because we share great local organizations like Shasta's and others on Instagram. So you want to follow uh, the local DMB Business and Leisure Podcast. Once again, on Instagram, the local DMB Business and Leisure Podcast. So once again, Sasha, thank you, thank Lisa. you so much. And I hope you have you a great too. day. You too. Thank you so much. It's You're a welcome. pleasure. And thank you all for listening.